welcome back to The Mum Show. My name's Marina and I'm joined again today by my good friends Emma Brown and Claire Hooper. Today we're going to be looking around the issue of forgiveness. Now, I think any mother with more than one child knows that forgiveness is not always easy to teach, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm one of... I grew up in a family of four girls and my dad obviously nurtured forgiveness into us at a very young age because it's quite essential with four girls in the house. And on the whole, it worked quite well. We, we did have a very peaceful family and we always had this ethos of don't let the sun go down on an argument. We yeah. took that scripture and we lived it and we weren't allowed to perpetuate arguments. But I remember, you know, girls can get to that age where they can be quite manipulative and yep. really know how to use things and we turned this tool into a weapon and it would basically go like this I'd say Selena what have you done you've ruined my strawberry lip balm and she'd go sorry and I'd go but you can't just say sorry you've stuck your finger right through the middle of it and she'd go sorry I go, it's not good enough Selena and she'd go yeah well can't let the sun go down on an argument <gasps> Ooh, or I would girl. turn up at the bus stop late and she'd go, Marina, you always make you always make us late for school. And I'd go, oh, sorry. And she'd go, no, it's not funny. It's really annoying, actually. I'm always late for school because of you. And I'd turn around and say, yeah, but I said sorry and you're a Christian, so you have to forgive <laughs> me. <laughs> Teenage girls can literally turn anything into a weapon. Absolutely. Oh, it is harsh, isn't it? Oh, we yeah. got good at it as well. We got good at it. But it is funny, though, because, of course, we know that true forgiveness is life-giving. Yeah. It is healing on mm. every level. It Absolutely. is releasing for the forgiver and for the forgiven mm. on both sides. But in a sibling dynamic, I'm quite curious how you manage it in your families mm. because we want to encourage our children to forgive. That's really important. But we also want to encourage our children to know that their sadness mm. or their fear or their experience has also been validated. Mm. We don't want to Absolutely. brush over one via the other. How do you guys do that in your homes? I'm intrigued. I am, um, I mean, I've got the three in very different ages and um, I found that um, some of it happens very naturally and, and I think it's good to leave space for that to happen naturally. They might have an interaction with each other or an altercation of some kind that might develop even to shouting or ranting or saying hurtful things. But more often than not, they will work that out between them and move on. And I found that if, by getting involved very early on and too early, it prolongs that process and actually adds, adds fuel. With young children particularly, but also with our older children, our teenagers, mm -hmm. it's, we need to help them feel validated as well in their sadness, isn't it? We don't, we don't want them just to feel as though we've said, quick, forgive somebody, as though what you've experienced isn't significant. Mm -hmm. How would you go about validating a child's sadness and still encourage them to forgive at the same time? I think it depends on the situation and it depends on the age uh, and ultimately it depends on the kind of relation, the way that you relate to that particular child. Um, I think there's a real tension between, you know, particularly those formative years that we, we've talked so much about how crucial mm. and how important it is of how we respond because that sets the, the foundations for, for later on. And I, but I think if we, it's the tension between the me and the we because children are, you know, to, up to a certain point, usually around the age of five or six, they're very egocentric. So they find it really, really hard to see things mm. from the other person's point of view. So trying to force a, 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 um, a child who's been hurt by another child to forgive them 
just because somebody's said a word that says sorry, it's really, really difficult to expect that child to just forgive. So it's, like you said, it is incredibly important to validate mm. the feeling. Uh, and we've, t we've talked about that a lot mm. on this show, is, you know, when you can see a child is genuinely distressed and upset, and actually sibling relationships are, are one of them. I remember what it was like to, to be in, in sibling conflict. And it can feel, you can feel murderous at times towards yeah. your siblings. Yeah. Rage. Uh, really powerful, powerful, instinctive, um, impulsive emotional responses. And I think as parents, we need to, to absolutely validate those feelings. But that doesn't mean to say that we condone the behaviour. And yeah. at some point we do. But I think it's about timing, isn't it? I think going in there and expecting, right, we're Christians, so we just need to say sorry and forgive because that's what we do. It, that's not, that's not, mm. children need to feel it and need to, it, it needs to make sense to them, this yeah. forgiveness. It can't just be something like you guys yeah. had remembered how easy it was to just trip it off the tongue and use it. Yeah. Actually, it's so important that we mm. teach our children that it's got to come from a place Absolutely. of feeling and a, yeah. and a desire to reconnect Absolutely. with a sibling. And that comes from, you know, relational. Yeah. I remember, Claire, you telling me with your children how when they would come home from school, for instance, and say that they'd had conflicts, that somebody wasn't being kind with them, you'd get down and dirty with them. You'd be like, oh, no. Yeah, I, I've often taken the time with the kids to, to really, I suppose, explore what it is that's caused them problems. It is rubbish the way that kids speak to each other sometimes. And it isn't just about forgiving and saying, I'm sorry. Sorry is not just a word, it's an, it's an action. And so we've tried to model to them or teach them how to express what, what that made them feel like, to validate their feelings, how, how it hurt them, and say, that was rubbish the way you spoke to me. Mm. Or, you know what, big brother, you don't have to... Um, do that to me anymore or, or the way that they speak and the tone sometimes you can let them work it out themselves but sometimes it involves us getting a little bit more involved in their lives mm -hmm. um, and I want them to know that it's not okay for people to speak to them but I want them to help them to live in freedom because that is actually what God intended when he talked to us about living in in forgiveness and not in unforgiveness it's because he don't want us to take a snapshot of a moment he doesn't want us to be captivated and captive by that the only thing we need to be captivated by is by what Jesus has coming for us in the future that's so interesting I think it's 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 really interesting actually because you're talking a lot about the process there mm. of forgiveness and not just a quick mm. fling out of a sorry and when we look at the Bible, like when, when God gives us forgiveness, it's not just a moment in time you've eaten the fruit, all right, don't worry about it, mm. I forgive you. There is a process that goes on and mankind goes all the way through the Old Testament, through this massive long journey where we understand more about God's heart, we understand why we need rescuing in the first yeah. place, we understand why we need a saviour. Mm. And when Jesus comes to the earth, it's not just a quick token thing. He goes 33 years, he has a ministry, there's such Absolutely. a process that comes to the point of forgiveness. Absolutely. And I think that often for us and, and with our children, we've got to be prepared to go through that process. Mm. because. God's allowed 100%. us to go through that yeah, and he's allowed humankind to go through that mm. process and sometimes we just have to be prepared to walk through it, don't we? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Shall we hear what the kids have got to say? Yes. Let's take a look. I think it means forgetting all the bad things that somebody has done to you and letting them go and giving them to Jesus. Saying sorry as 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 all real friends now. Like when you're angry at them, you don't just react. You 
You forgive them. Forgiveness means um, when you're in an argument or when, or when you do something wrong, you say sorry and that means that you won't do it again. Like the mean it. I feel very relaxed because it doesn't, it means that they will not do it again. I usually hide my sadness from people. I get angry and I forgive them, but sometimes I, I say that I'm not their friend when I actually am, sometimes. I go and play with them and ask if they would like to um, be my friend. I might go over to them and play with them. Um, when I see that somebody's sad, I go up to them and say, are you all right? Or I take them to the teacher and I help them get a nice pack or a teddy. Are you friends with everyone? Kind and with respect. Being to love your neighbour as yourself and help each other up when we fall. Oh, that's so <laughs> gorgeous, aren't they? They really are. When you talk about forgiveness with the children, they, they straight away start to navigate about friendships and relationships, yeah. don't they? And, yeah. it's... and their feelings. Yes. yes. You know, it, that's what struck mm. me, is kind of how deep they kind of feel that, mm. that disconnection. And, it, and, and Ruben, who was saying, just want to be friends again. Yeah. I say sorry and we can be friends again. Mm. And he's, he's showing, um, at his age even, that he is desperate for that to... Re when he sees a disconnect mm. in a relationship that's important to him, he wants to reconnect. Absolutely. And that's where forgiveness comes in, doesn't it? Be, I like the honesty and the different yeah. answers as well and how sort of like um, you've got one child saying, well, I'll tell them I'm not their friend anymore, but they are, so I'm going to be cautious in how I'm <laughs> going to get back into this. And mm -hmm. someone else saying, I'm going to hide my sadness from them. Yeah. And there's so much for them to navigate. And I yeah. think when we look at trying to encourage our children to find wisdom and mm. insight into why tr people are treating them like this, why mm. these friendship groups are hard, mm. you know, we start yeah. to really open up the ideas of empathy, which is so, is so key for development, mm. isn't it? I mean, what, what do you think we know about the relationship between forgiveness and empathy? Um, I think there is a, a huge connection between the two of them because, again, it goes back to the sense of being able... You ca I don't believe you can have forgiveness without being able to somehow make sense of why somebody has hurt mm. you or why somebody has behaved in the way they have towards you because otherwise it just becomes, a mean, just becomes meaningless. Yeah. I forgive you, but I, but I don't really... I'm still hurting and I don't really... I can't mm. make sense of why you would on earth do that to me. Um, and and you know sometimes it sometimes it's within relationships that that reconnect and move on and sometimes you know like at the playground mm. if if a child is being persistently you know bullied by another child then it's our job as parents and the adults around to kind of deal with that but I still think there is there's room for our ch our children who have been hurt by bullies or been victims of bullying to be able to make sense of it mm. 
and and actually have forgiveness and be able to use that tool of forgiveness to heal themselves and to move on from it but I think it absolutely has its roots in empathy there has got to be a sense of our children being able to see things from another person's point of view and and Empathy is about being in feeling with each other, so it's, it's shared feeling, it's shared emotion. So it's being able to feel what someone else feels and perhaps understand yeah. why. And that's hard to do. It's a, re it's a kind of a really higher order, you know, yeah. in terms of our brain. Mm. It's kind of real high order stuff yeah. uh, and it takes a lot of um, self-reflection and self-awareness to be able to do that. Are some of us just more empathetic than others? Is, there, is that possible? Can we be born more empathetic? I mean, when you look at personality yeah. types, I know that some people have high... We were even, we've been discussing amongst ourselves yeah. at times, yeah. haven't we, where, you know, I Definitely. cringe in conflict situations because I'm, I feel very much what, we're, what other people are feeling. How would we know if we've got a child that struggles in empathy? Like, are there giveaway signs in that? Um, but probably there would be giveaway signs. I think I think some children are. My my tendency is to think that. Say I've got two children, uh, and my eldest would struggle more with empathy. She's but she's kind of much more held together. She's much more driven internally by her own kind of. Um, thoughts or feelings um, and she uh, she loves being in relationship with others but she's very very self-sufficient as well so she does have empathy but she has to work at it mm. a little bit more because that's just her temperament mm. she's very laid back that's just the way she is whereas my youngest erin feels things incredibly deeply she's very sensitive um, and she is kind of her whole how she is in herself is it feels like it's so dependent on how others are with mm. her and how her relationships mm. are but her empathy skills she you know she wouldn't be able to watch um, an advert without you know crying if it was yeah. you know any anything that would stir up emotions she would feel potentially what that person was feeling um, so is I think it, there are ten telltale signs yeah that I find it interesting children. they say that um, I, I read a report that looked at empathy in children and it was sharing how children automatically empathize more with people who they find similarities to mm. so if they're the same age or the same gender or the same interests if they can find a parallel mm. with somebody Connection. then yeah. yeah then they can empathize more and i'm intrigued <laughs> when you've got age and gender differences mm. how do you cultivate empathy where there's perhaps not always an easy way to do that you know you've if you've not got children yeah. the same age or the same gender you've got to try and get a teenage boy and a young girl having empathy for each other <laughs> that that's got to be tricky are you any answers on a postcard anybody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i to be honest i'm not sure i figured that out myself i think it's a, a i think this this is a lifelong journey um it's a funny topic to talk about and ask me because mine are so different and so feel things differently and so treat each other differently that it's the it's the equal isn't the same again you know i can't teach my oldest child a skill of empathy towards another one he does he just reacts differently he might be more skilled or he might not do the certain things that cause a trigger in the other child that causes a trigger in the other child that causes a trigger in me and um, my only wisdom in in all of this i suppose would be the the looking at 
the short account side of it. The only thing, to teach empathy, you can teach them to not allow something to go on for a long, 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 long time. Let's just pause, self-reflect, have a look at what's going on. And that comes from me modelling that first as a parent, as a mum. OK, did, it, did, they have, did they have a bad day or did they have a bad five minutes that you milked all day? You know, like, is it... Have we taken small, small things that shouldn't have wounded us as, as much as they do and have we blown them into something bigger? And then you can talk to your children about that. I have this phrase, I go, save your tears for important things. Some things are worth crying over, but the fact that you didn't get that sweet in the shop, that's not, it's not worth your tears. Yeah. You know, the fact that that person said that thing, that's not worth your tears. You save your tears for really important things because important things will come in real genuine injustices mm -hmm. or, you know, situations where you need that strength of emotion. Um, mm. I love the way when um, Peter speaks to Jesus, he asks Jesus, and he says, you know, how many times do I have to forgive my brother? Mm -hmm. And I think at this point, Jesus could give him such a plain answer. He could just say, well, you know, Peter, I've done so much for you, seriously. You know, look at the journey I'm taking you on. Have you not got it yet? Mm -hmm. And he doesn't take a really hard, authoritative line at this point, but he tells him a story. Mm -hmm. And when he tells the story, if you read it, he brings so much empathy into it. It's the story of the unforgiving servant. And he doesn't just say, you know, well, say you've got one man that owes another man some money and that man lets him off of it and you know he goes you've got some poor wretch and this poor wretch owes this big king some money and the poor wretch throws himself before the king and he pleads please don't take my family and throw them in prison please show me your mercy and then this poor wretch finds another poor wretch who owes him money and he throws him and all the time you're starting to get impassioned and you can hear Peter sort of getting into the story thinking yeah what about that what about what happened Okay, building empathy. Yeah, absolutely. Jesus is like, yeah. come on, guys, think about this. Think how much you've been forgiven. Is that right? Get a little bit angry about this. Feel about this. Feel through this question I'm giving you. And I just love the way that Jesus captures this moment about forgiveness, which is God's greatest message to the world at this point. You know, he is coming to lay his life down on a cross. Forgiveness is everything. Yeah. You are forgiven. You are free. Is this big message coming That's from so Christ. True. And when we get this important time when Peter's coming to Jesus and is asking this, Jesus is just like, let me show you how I'm going to answer yeah. this. I'm going to get you thinking about people. I'm yeah. going to get you thinking about others. I'm going to get you in touch with your feelings. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we've got children and they're struggling with forgiveness mm -hmm. i often try and find like get different creative ways yeah. to get inside our kids and say yeah. think about those other people you know it's these quick snapshot reactions to things that mm -hmm. can often get, do our kids an injustice in an mm -hmm. explanation almost you know jesus really took the time mm -hmm. to discuss the whole process of mm -hmm. forgiveness and and what that means and and i love that mm -hmm. i absolutely love that yeah, yeah. Absolutely, but it, it but it is. I kind of I, I agree with with your point as well, Claire, about just using your discernment about when a child, you know, knows that actually they're just gonna, you know, maybe make this slightly bigger than it needs to be. So, you know, when we've talked about upstairs and downstairs tantrums, use that wisdom as, you know, is is your child genuinely distressed and really needing you to connect on an emotional level, or are they just trying to get one over on their on their sibling? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just so we've got to be wise, haven't we? We've got to really use our discernment 
yeah. um, in that as well. The last thing we want to be doing is accommodating. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, totally. Self-indulgent children, yeah. it's so hard, isn't it? Yeah. And I think one thing we haven't touched as well, which I think is so important with forgiveness, is model it. Mm, and really quickly model it, mm. you know. Be really quick to say sorry and really quick to... Yeah receive an apology Absolutely. as well I think sorry, it's, it's the little things sorry <sighs> mummy didn't say that very right I'm sorry can we start again mm. oh I'm really sorry I didn't intend for you to for that to make you feel like that they might seem little things to us you know oh, I'm really sorry I forgot to pick that thing up on the way home from school for you the things that are important to them we model them it's a difficult word to say what's the hardest thing they, they, they want to say to you after the event there's been an incident and we talked about boundaries before but when they come off that bottom step or whatever is your place and then you say well now what do you need to say and they go sorry and like you can't get them to say it because it's such a difficult word but if we model that i'm sorry we don't have to be over sorry but a genuine i'm sorry that that happened to you i'm sorry it becomes a word that becomes yeah, part of our it's very, lifestyle very powerful for children to yeah. hear that from their parents and it actually yeah. i think the fear is that we feel like we're going to lose face or we're going to lose their respect by apologizing for something that we've done even if that that could be sometimes the way that we speak to our children yeah. um or coming down a bit too heavy on them or, or losing our sense of emotional control when we're in comp communication with them but actually the opposite happens I think children absolutely will respect us more if they can see that actually wow mummy mm. feels enough or thinks enough of me and our relationship mm. to want to make it okay again really you know good stuff powerful I think it's a great tool for developing their relationship with God as well because when you say it's okay to say sorry in fact sorry is a really good word yeah repentance is a really great yeah. word it's freedom sorry means freedom sorry doesn't mean shame yeah. Yeah. it means freedom and I think if we can model that to our children by saying oh, I can't wait to say sorry to you because do you know what I'm putting something right mm. me saying sorry means me putting something right then as they get older and we're, we're steering them into God's heart we're steering them in towards yeah. a relationship with Christ you know they don't need to feel condemnation yeah. <laughs> in their repentance actually it's that it's that healthy conviction that says i've got a chance to put this right because because you're willing yeah. to take my sorry on this yeah. and um it's so healthy for our children in their faith in their future faith as well to just feel totally okay with that yeah. i love that my little boy calls me out for it <laughs> i said to him the other day i sat him down to put his shoes on and he bounced back up and i was thinking of something else and so i just really quickly turned around and I, reuben sit and he went i am not a dog <laughs> i am not a dog you say sorry mummy i am not a dog and i was like i'm really sorry reuben i didn't mean to talk to you like that i love that he feels he can call me out for that and yeah. and i want that culture yeah. in the home where actually let's just keep our let's keep our sorry simple and let's let's just get in that zone where we can forgive each mm. other and, and, and it'd be a safe place. Mm. Shall we share some top tips? Mm. I want you to kick us off, Claire. Go for uh, it. I think I would suppose like to share that, that, that sometimes I think we find this the most difficult subject and it's a weighty subject because it was for freedom that Christ set us free and it was, it was the debt that he paid for us and he set us free for that, of that debt and it was about forgiveness and that's why it's a very difficult topic for us to talk about and for us to implement in our families and I would want to encourage you like now wherever you are to pause and reflect is there anybody I need to forgive now because if in my, in my captivity 
the potential is that I'm not going to be able to help my children live in that life of freedom either. So I'd want to encourage people just to pause and go, is there anybody, God, now that I need to forgive as you forgave me so that I can live free? And as I live free, the, the message version of, the, of Matthew 5 says, so I prompt other people to live free around me as well. So I, I, you know, that, that would be my tip for today. That's good. I like it. And it is, as you say, it is such a weighty subject. It, mm. it kind of comes over us in waves, this one, mm. doesn't it? Mm. I think for me, I would probably, um, you know, they, they did a study in over, over 100 children. They did a study with 110 children and they told them stories. Mm. And at the end of every story, they asked the children to, um, half of the group had to draw a picture and the other half of the group were encouraged to talk about the emotional journey of the story and they did this for a period of three months in a study and at the end of the three months the emotional intelligence of the children that had been talking about the emotional journeys mm. of storytelling had massively grown and they'd seen huge growth whereas those that had kind of dropped it and just written a picture had lost it and I think something I feel really passionate about is really saying to our children you know come and explore how other people feel mm -hmm. explore how the world is for other people and there's so much we can do that we can do that with stories mm -hmm. you know Jesus told stories we can watch we can now go to the other side of the world online and see how people are living and see what's going on and just build up those you know those empathy reserves with our kids and just explore the world with them in the same way that Jesus did and, and take those times. Again, I've said it before, capture their imaginations. Yes. Just capture their imaginations and run with it because Jesus did it with grown-ups all the time. Yes. So we don't need to drop that. We can go ahead and do that with our kids. Have permission, take permission to just explore different relationships with your kids when it's not in a heated, difficult situation. Mm. Yeah, and I would just add to what you've just said, Marina, by saying use the opportunity of a rupture, of a conflict, if, whether it's between two children or whether it's uh, whether it's between your child and another child or with, between you and your child. Use the opportunity of that disconnect and that rupture in relationship to repair it and to teach your children how to repair good relationships because if they can repair them and learn when they're younger they're much more likely to be able to go on and have fulfilling healthy adult relationships with their future partners and with their own children Absolutely. when they become parents themselves so use those opportunities don't see them as oh no they're fighting again yeah. just think okay how could we approach this differently yeah. how could i use this to help my children develop those skills of empathy and forgiveness so so much to think about. If any of this has resonated with you today and you'd like to hear some more, then please do pop over to our website. We've got so much information that we would just love to share with you. And if you do come and give us a visit, then let us know. Share your stories with us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what journey you're doing with your kids. Send us some pictures, whatever it is. Do just please get in touch. The website's promiselegacy.com. Thank you once again for joining us and God bless. <laughs>